Welcome to the latest episode of the CHL Top 10 Show. I'm Scott Van Coonet, and this week I chat with Montreal Canadiens prospect Owen Beck from the surprising Peterborough Peets and newly signed LA Kings prospect Cohen Zemer from the high-octane Prince George Cougars. After winning the OHL Championship last season and making a run at the Memorial Cup, no one would blame Owen Beck and the Peterborough Peets for taking a step back this season. But here we are, 20 games into their season, and they're first in the OHL's Eastern Conference. Owen Beck tells us about their impressive start, why they're so comfortable playing an extra time, what it's like playing in the Pete's-Gens rivalry, and what it's like playing with and against minor hockey teammates. Finally, he tells us what he started doing this season to help stay loose. Here's Owen Beck. Happy to welcome my first guest today. He's from the eighth-ranked team in the CHL Top 10, riding a four-game winning streak. It's Montreal Canadiens prospect Owen Beck, from the Peterborough Peets. Owen, how are you doing today? Good, thanks. Owen, you know, things are going really well for the Peets this season, and I don't think anybody really expected it. If you look at the standings right now, you guys are tied with Bay Como from the queue with the third, sorry, with the fewest amount of losses in the entire CHL at three, regulation losses. How are you guys been able to do that? Yeah, um, you know, we just... Uh... We've kind of been just working as, as hard as we can to get as many points out of every game that we can. Uh, you know, I think that's contributed a lot to our success. Um, you know, we play a, a pretty strict uh, defensive zone structure that uh, doesn't give up a ton of goals. And, um, you know, that just helps us uh, helps us get into overtime. If, you know, we're ever down one late, we can uh, try and claw our way back and, uh, you know, get a couple um, get, get games to overtime. And, uh, you know, we've been pretty good. Um, winning winning overtime games but also you know when there's a, a couple that we lose you know at least we get a point out of it so uh that's uh, that's contributed a lot to our success like i said and uh we'll we'll look to keep doing that well you look at the roster turnover from last year and you know gone are robertson hayes stillman Othman, avon white uh lockhart and, and your starting goalie simpson so that's seven of your top 10 scores from last year yet you know like i said you guys are right at the top has the dynamic changed this year in the dressing room? Um, yeah, you know, I think uh, obviously we don't have, um, I guess, as much firepower as we did last year, uh, but everybody's really bought in. Um, everybody in the room is working together collectively as a team and um, just really sticking to the system, working hard and, you know, competing like underdogs every night. So, um, you know, that's kind of been our, our identity and, you know, it's been working for us. So, um, yeah, you know, we have a, we have a great thing going here and uh, we're going to look to keep it up, keep it up. Well, you guys kind of rode that underdog mentality last year as well throughout the playoffs in your OHL championship. Have have the the next wave of Pete's have you, have you guys really embraced that as again this year? Yeah, you know, we had a lot of guys that were kind of in and out of the lineup and uh, like throughout the playoffs there, we had a couple injuries, suspensions, all that. And uh, and guys got into big games and uh, in big moments. So, um, you know, everybody got a bit of a taste of that kind of underdog mentality and how we need to play. And, um, you know, I think that's really, uh, you know, some of those guys have really stepped up into bigger roles this year. And, um, you know, that uh, that identity is really, um, you know, um, recognized up and down the lineup now and and all the all the new guys all the first year guys really uh have really adopted that as well and um yeah you know just it keeps working for us are you guys kind of forcing mike oak's hand right now with the with the start that you guys have had because you usually don't see a team that goes on a memorial cup run the way you did be this competitive the following season um yeah i mean you know we're gonna do our best too uh you know we'll uh 
obviously it's not up to us what uh, what happens at the deadline but you know we're going to try and put ourselves in the best position to uh, to have another another successful year here and um you know have uh, have another great year in Peterborough you know the fans obviously love it and uh you know that's what uh we're trying to do so um yeah we're going to going to keep working to to give ourselves the best chance to to be a contender this year and you touched on it just a minute ago a little bit but I'll get you to expand a little bit more how much confidence did that OHL championship and Memorial Cup run do for the players that returned and the guys, you know, that might have just been there to to kind of watch and, and be a part of it in that sense. Yeah, you know, that that kind of experience from that run is, uh, you know, it's it's so valuable to a team. Uh, you know, I think when we get into big games um, and, you know, I, I talked about it earlier, you know, when we're down one, maybe two. Um, you know, or even five, like we were this past weekend, you know, we, we don't give up. We, uh, we stick to our structure and, um, you know, and just work our way back into games. And, um, you know, that's been so, uh, so important for us, as I mentioned, and, um, you know, just, uh, you know, having that experience from, from a deep playoff run last year, we had a lot of guys, uh, a lot of young guys who are, who now have bigger roles on the team, um, you know, who watched us last year and even got into some games, like I mentioned, you know, uh, just having that, uh, you know, having that experience, having, you know, uh, you know, having watched that a little bit, it, uh, you know, it really um, sets in that identity that, uh, you know, we don't give up in games and, uh, you know, it's, it's really been working for us like that. Has there been any one or two players on the team that have really surprised you with how much they've been able to step up this year? Um, honestly, I think everybody's taken a big jump. Um, you know, I think a guy, especially like McCallum, um, you know, he's, he's been really good for us to start the season. You know, he, he does so many little things um, other than just, you know, get points um, that have been, you know, so important for us. Um, you know, I think uh, McCoy has even taken a big jump, you know, he's our captain. He's a, he's a fourth year guy, but um, you know, he's already surpassed his point totals from last year. And um, you know, he's still playing the type of game that he's known for just being that shutdown defenseman. So, um, you know, that's just a couple of guys. There, there are other guys that, uh, that have taken big steps as well. You know, I think, I think a lot of the guys on our team have uh, made big jumps and made big strides. And I think that's really uh, contributed to our success so far. And for you personally, probably not the start to the season that you would have liked with just one goal in your first six games. Things have picked up lately. You got 10 points in, in your last four. What's kind of changed for you? Um, yeah, you know, I just kind of tried to get back to uh, to basics, really. Um, you know, I just uh, try to stick with uh, with my game, you know, not uh, and not worry too much about, um, you know, getting points, not trying to force anything. And, uh, you know, that kind of opened things up for me a lot, uh, took a weight off my shoulders. And, um, you know, just eventually things started rolling for me. And I'm just looking to keep that going. Are there any things that you you kind of work on in practice or, you know, maybe with off ice mental game to try to get you back into the right rhythm? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I've got a couple of things that I just look back on from time to time, just to keep myself in check, keep, uh, stay grounded and everything. And, uh, you know, not, uh, not get too high or too low, you know, um, that, uh, like, like you mentioned that start to the season wasn't easy. Uh, so I had to work uh, pretty hard away from the rink to, uh, you know, kind of get myself in a place that I was able to reset and just, you know, take things day by day and, and game by game. And, you know, uh, like I said, you know, things turned around, um, rather quickly for me and you know obviously I'm thankful for that so uh yeah I'm just gonna uh keep working um keep doing those things away from the rink and just you know um try and keep rolling here and you and you mentioned that uh that game on Sunday and I'll get to that in a second because we obviously we have to talk about that game but uh that was obviously against Oshawa 
you know, you've got 11 goals on the year and I was looking at your stats earlier and eight of those have come against Oshawa. So what is it about playing against the, the Jennies that just gets you going? Well, uh, I grew up in Port Hope, Ontario, and, um, you know, Oshawa and Peterborough are basically the exact same distance, but, um, you know, from my house. So um, those are my two hometown teams. Obviously, it's a it's a massive rivalry in the OHL, and, um, you know, I just love playing in those games. So, um, yeah, I think uh, I've got a little bit of an extra um, pop of my step whenever uh, whenever I get into a, a Gen Speeds game. And, um, yeah, things have, uh, have gone really well for me so far. I talked to Carson Rakoff last week about the rivalry between London and Kitchener. And, and again, yeah, like you said, you're, you're kind of right in the middle of it. So you obviously were able to watch it from both sides growing up, but what is it like to play in that rivalry? Yeah. You know, um, obviously when I was really young, I looked up to, uh, to, you know, guys in the OHL, especially on uh, the Pete's and the Gens, just because, you know, those are the two teams I spent the most time watching. And um, yeah, just to, you know, to be a part of that rivalry now is is so surreal. And um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, just, it means that much more now, now to me that, um, you know, I always dreamed of it as a kid, but now I get to play in it. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's been awesome. And, um, you know, it's, I'm obviously thankful for the opportunity and, you know, I just, uh, just love getting into big, exciting games like that. Okay, so we'll go to Sunday's game. You guys get down 5 nothing after the first period. Can't imagine Rob Wilson was very happy at that point. What did he tell you guys at between the first and second? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we uh I think, you know, I think we all thought we were in for one when uh, when he came into the room, but uh, you know, obviously like he said obviously, you know, boys, that was a horrible start. Um, you know, easily the worst one of the year for us, but um, but you know, the pressure's off us now, you know, we're not expected to win. Nobody, uh, nobody has us winning this game. So, uh, you know, kind of, let's just go out, do what we, you know, play how we normally do play our, st our structure, our system, um, and just see what happens. And, um, you know, at the time, you know, we were, we were still out shooting the, uh, Oshawa there, um, when we were down five, nothing at the end of the first. So, um, you know, I think we all knew there was hope, you know, if we can outshoot a team and, um, play as poorly as we did, then, you know, we can, uh, we can work our way back. So everybody, you know, bought in uh, like we have all year. Everybody was ready to go. Nobody was, um, you know, nobody was uh, was pouting or anything like that. So, um, you know, we we're all all ready to go, excited for the second period. And, um, you know, the first one came about seven minutes in. And then, you know, that's when everything just clicked. Everything's like, you know, we had a we had another spark, uh, more of a jump. And uh, we just got going there. Yeah. So second, third and overtime, you guys outshot them 30 to 10. Um, so obviously dominating in the shots at what point, you know, cause it was, it was still, you're still down five, three after the second period and, and you got the first two goals to get things going. But at what point did you guys start to believe that, Hey, we can come back and we can still win this game? Um, yeah, I mean, coming into the second period, you know, we said, ideally we get three goals, make it five, three, and, and then we do, uh, do the rest of our damage in the third. Um, and, you know, I think as soon as that first one went in, you know, uh, like I said, even, even in the dressing room, uh, down five, nothing, we all still believed. And I think it was honestly just that first, uh, first goal that really sparked everyone. And, um, you know, we knew that, uh, we could get two more in the second period. And, you know, as soon as we did, uh, we were pretty confident rolling into the room, uh, going into the third there, um, you know, having completed a goal that we set out, uh, going into the second to, to be down five, three by the end of it. So, um, yeah, so, you know. When that happened, we were uh, we were all extremely confident. Knew we could get two more goals in the third and push it to overtime, and and went it there. What's it like having that kind of confidence to you know to be able to push games into overtime and know that you can close them out? Because um, I'm sure you've played on teams before where 
you didn't want to go to overtime because you knew you probably wouldn't close it out. Um, yeah, you know, three on three, uh, it can it can really be like a flip of a coin, you know, uh, one bad bounce and, and a team's going down the other way to score. So, um, you know, we've obviously we've had a lot of practice having gone into, um, you know, almost 10 overtime games or something this year. So, um, yeah, we've, uh, you know, we've got a lot of three on three practice under our belt. So um, and, you know, I think we've won the majority of them. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're pretty confident, uh, you know, getting a point and uh, and getting into overtime, looking for the extra there. So, um, yeah, it's just uh, kind of been a trend on our team this year. And, uh, you know, it's nice to nice to be confident going into uh, into a three on three. Well, with with just under a minute and a half to go in that overtime, you know, you're coming down the ice, you get a pass from your captain, you give it back to McCoy. What are you thinking when he doesn't shoot and, in, and instead elects to do the wraparound? Gets one from Brian Boys. McCoy back the other way. Two on one with Beck. Beck, McCoy. Too far wraparound try. They score. Yeah, honestly, I was just upset at myself at first that I uh, gave him such a late pass and didn't give him really a chance to shoot. Um, but, you know, he he just made such a great play wrapping that around. And and uh, even when he didn't tuck it in right away, he stuck with it, got a good stick lift on, uh, on Lockhart there and um, was able to put that one home. And uh, for his second overtime winner of the weekend. So, you know, he uh, he stayed hot there and um, stayed, uh, you know, stayed clutch for us. So, yeah, it was awesome. And, um, yeah, it was, uh, you know, like I like I said, I was just kind of mad at myself that I didn't give him an opportunity or an angle to shoot there. But, yeah, you know, he made a great play and uh, and helped me out there. Is it a little bit weird playing against Lockhart now after, you know, going through what you guys went through last year together? Yeah, I mean, it's strange, you know. Uh, we made memories together that, uh, you know, will last a lifetime. And, um yeah it's uh it, it's weird you know especially seeing him on the generals uh going to such a um a rival team and um you know he's, he was even traded uh you know right before we got on the bus to to go play oshawa so um he didn't play in that uh first game with them but uh yeah you know it was it's it's an especially strange uh, situation and feeling uh playing against a guy that you went through so much with and, and won a championship with uh, the year before and then and then for you you know when you came to peterborough last year how cool is it to be reunited with your former uh, Queenie Red Devils teammate in, in McCoy and, and, you know, just getting a chance to, to play together again? Yeah. I mean, it was awesome. Um, you know, I remember when, uh, when we were in our RHL draft, he, uh, he went 15th to Peterborough and um, I was there not long after, uh, you know, thinking I, uh, I could have potentially gone uh, to Peterborough. Um, obviously, you know, I didn't, but uh yeah, so, you know, I was hoping I did uh, get the chance to play with him a little earlier on. But, um, you know, when when I got traded to Peterborough, I was nice and close to home. I knew Donovan was here. You know, he played a, a big role in uh, in trying to get me over to, to the Peets. So, um, yeah, it was awesome to reunite with him. And uh, we had a lot of success in minor hockey. And it's, uh, it's so cool to, you know, have had ex uh, success at the OHL level, uh, win another championship here. So, um, yeah, it's it's been such a cool experience and uh, something I'll never forget. And obviously, you know, minor hockey teammates are, they end up being some of your best friends for life. So when you look around the O now and you see what Wakeley's doing in North Bay, or when you're matching up against Matthews and Barry or Stewart and Votary and Owen Sound, like, do you guys ever, you know, uh, some friendly banner back and forth before, before the game or at face-offs or anything like that? Um, yeah, I mean, for me, certainly at face-offs, you know, when I'm, when I'm taking against, taking them against Wakeley and stuff, uh, and, you know, when we're playing Owen Sound, uh, I always like to um, give Votary a couple of yips there to, uh, you know, get in his head maybe a little bit. You know, I've um, always wanted to score on him. So, 
uh yeah it's uh it, it's always cool when you're playing somebody you know somebody you played with uh in minor hockey and um you know just um kind of levels up the competitiveness uh a little bit in every game just to um to have your team come out on top there so those games are always fun as well you mentioned face-offs um i don't know how how much you pay attention to to your face-off stats or, or your team's face-off stats but you and jacks dubois are second and third in the o respectively with um 60.8 you know 60.4 percent and and which is fourth and fifth out of in the entire chl so you guys are dominating in the face-off circle how often do you guys work on that together or just in practice um yeah you know it's uh it, you know taking a face-off is like any other skill um you know it needs constant work and practice and um yeah we do that a lot you know we have uh we have uh you know a coach that will come out and, and drop face and drop pucks for us uh, to take face offs and practice uh, against each other and obviously you know when uh, when two guys are are doing that well um you know obviously uh, the battle's pretty intense and even in practice for uh, for every puck so um it just gets both of us better and you know um obviously we take we both take a lot of pride in it so um you know it's important to practice and uh you know we're going to keep looking to to give our team possession off the draws you're you're both older guys in the league now. How much does that play a factor in it? Just being, you know, the experience a little bit older, a little bit stronger. Have you figured out new ways to kind of cheat in the in the draws? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, just uh, with the success we had last year uh, in in that long run, you know, it's uh, every every faceoff's key. So uh, that kind of experience and and knowing knowing how to read read the drop and everything and, and maybe get a bit of an edge on your opponent is uh yeah is really important so um yeah haven't haven't done it for a couple of years in this league now it uh, definitely helps and um yeah we just uh you know try and be the best we can be every night and when when you're at uh, Montreal Canadiens camp are you are you going up to like Nick Suzuki and and working on draws there with him or picking brains on, on the guys there on on just trying to get any kind of advantage you can yeah for sure you know um uh, you know, a lot of guys when they enter the NHL, uh, sometimes they don't even start out as, as a center or when they do, um, you know, their face off percentage uh, often isn't that great. So, um, you know, it's a really tough league to to take draws in. And and so if you can get any pointers from from guys who know how to do it at that level, it's uh, it's certainly such an advantage to to bring back to the OHL. And, um, you know, that's something that I've done um, when I was at camp and uh, just really try and take them against the best guys that you can and and just uh, be, a, be a sponge, really, and just learn as much as you can uh, from them. You're a pretty serious guy. What do you do to uh, to stay loose so you don't don't get wound too tight during the season? Um, yeah, I mean, just a couple a uh, couple odd things, but uh, you know, at at home uh, here in Peter, or I guess at my villa uh, house here in Peterborough, uh, we live on a horse farm, so I've actually taken up horseback riding recently, uh, just to to start the season. It's uh, it's pretty uh, therapeutic, believe it or not, and you know, it's a it's a nice new challenge to have. Uh, just trying to you know, learn how to uh, control an animal like that. So yeah, that's uh, that's a new thing that I've kind of picked up and, um, you know, I've, I've enjoyed a lot uh, this season. So you, you had you ever ridden a horse before this year? Uh, many years before when I was younger, I, I think I was on one one time, but, um, you know, it wasn't like I was controlling it on my own. You know, they had a lead on it and somebody was walking around with it. So, um, you know, it was, uh, it was pretty controlled. So this is a little different. You doing your best... Uh rip from Yellowstone impersonations now? 
um yeah i actually just started watching that show because of uh because of the horseback riding so uh, i'm just getting into it there but uh you know i'm doing my best here (laughs) (laughs) uh final year of of ohl hockey can you believe that it's your final year already no it uh it goes by crazy quick and you know um the fact that we're already you know coming in on the end of november and, and the start of december is crazy that uh you know it's almost another half season gone and um you know this uh you know, the years in the OHL just seemed to fly by. And I remember, um, you know, guys told me when I entered the league that, uh, that it goes quick and, um, you know, obviously I believed them, but, uh, I guess I took it with a grain of salt and, you know, I shouldn't have because, uh, yeah, these, uh, this time really flies by quick. So, um, yeah, I can't believe that I'm, I'm in my final year. So now that you're the wily vet on the team, what are you saying to those guys? Are you saying the same thing? Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, obviously it sounds like a cliche, but definitely just saying, you know, uh, take every moment and, and, uh, enjoy it and, and learn from it. And, uh, because yeah, it does, uh, it does go really quickly. So, um, just trying to come out of here with, uh, uh, having learned as much as you can and, and improve, improving as much as you, uh, as you could as a hockey player, it's, uh, it's so important. And that's, uh, you know, what I'm just trying to preach to, to some of the younger guys on our team here. How important is it for you to help out some of those younger guys? And I'm sure there was somebody in Mississauga that took you under their wing when you were a rookie. Um, how much, like, like I said, how, how important is it to kind of pay it forward now? Yeah. You know, obviously I wouldn't be where I, uh, where I am now without the help of my teammates and coaches. And um, you know, if I can, if I can try and do the same thing for, uh, for another young guy who's, who's really looking to, uh, you know, kind of follow in the footsteps that I've taken and, um, you know, have their own, uh, success in, in this game, you know, uh, I want to pass along as much as, um, as much knowledge and, and information as I can, um, you know, in any way that I can just to help them, um, whether it be at the rink away from the rink, um, you know, uh, just ways to, you know, take care of your body or, or, um, manage a heavy schedule, um, even, a maybe even uh, manage school and, and, and hockey at the same time, because, you know, I went through that and it's a, you know, it is a tough struggle in this league. So, um, you know, it's, uh, it's not easy. And so, yeah, anything I can do to help these guys, uh, you know, I'd be more than happy to. Well, you obviously figured out this, the schooling part of it being CHL scholastic of the player player of the year, a couple of years ago. Um, how, how difficult is it to get some of the guys to buy into the, the proper budgeting of time to keep that hockey school balance going? Um, yeah, you know, it's, uh, obviously you gotta, in the morning, you gotta go to school and, uh, and do your best there. And, um, you can't really, you know, shrug that off just because, you know, hockey can come to an end at any moment, um, whether it be a, you know, a career ending injury or just doors closing uh, for other reasons. So, um, you know, having, uh, having won that award, you know, I preach that, uh, you know, you need to, um, be dialed into your, into your school and just do, do the best that you can to set yourself up for the future if need be. Um, you know, obviously a lot of guys playing this, uh, playing at this level, want to uh, make a career out of hockey, make a living out of hockey, but, um, you know, you got to know that it, it can all come to an end really, really quickly. And, um, yeah, so you got to be prepared if, uh, if that's the case. Um, I want to ask you about, uh, last January and, and we'll get to the juniors part of it in, in a minute, but the end of January, and and when you got the the call to uh to play your first nhl game what yeah. what was that that like for you yeah no that was crazy um yeah i mean i had just gotten to peterborough i was just getting settled in with a new team but uh you know things uh things weren't going as well as maybe we expected they would um after, right after the deadline with all the additions we made so um you know it wasn't uh 
<laughs> wasn't the the greatest vibe around the rink and everything and um being a new new ad you know i felt a lot of pressure on me but uh, i got to the rink one morning got called into uh uh into mike oak's office and um you know i didn't know what he was going to say just because of you know the vibe that was kind of going around but um you know i went in there expecting the worst and came out with uh, some of the best news i had ever heard you know that um i was going to go up to to ottawa um the following day to, to you know uh, make my nhl debut so um yeah that was awesome uh obviously it being in canada not too too far from home i was able to get a lot of family and friends up to to watch it and um you know such a such a special experience uh it coming you know kind of at such a random time um and not expecting it just uh just because of all the injuries that were going on in, in montreal there so um yeah that was uh that was such a crazy surprise and um obviously uh something i'll never forget hockey night in canada game two does it, it doesn't really get much better than that yeah, I mean, two Canadian teams, uh, like you said, Hockey Night in Canada, uh, a lot of hype around it. Um, you know, in Ottawa, there's oftentimes a lot of uh, a lot of Montreal fans there. So um, it was a pretty cool experience having, you know, um, a bit of a rivalry both on the ice and in the stands. You know, uh, fans uh, kind of going cheering for both sides, it seemed. Um, so, yeah, it was uh, it was such a cool night. And then, and then obviously you do the traditional rookie lap. Uh, you went no bucket, which I love. Um, what were the guys saying to you on the way out of the tunnel? Um, yeah, just, you know, have fun to it. Welcome to the NHL. And I think, uh, I think Jack, I might've yelled your hair looks great or something like that. So I got a little chuckle and uh, took a little bit of the edge off uh, as I was stepping out there for my rookie lap. And then obviously, you know, the game didn't end up the way that you would have liked, but you got 10 minutes uh, of ice time and and you got your first game out of the way, which is great. Um, this year, a little more confidence heading into Montreal Canadiens camp. How was it different from from last year when you went there? Um, yeah, it was just a lot more familiar with uh, kind of the setup and the routine. Uh, you know, I also knew uh, some of the guys a little bit better, knew the staff um, a lot better. So, um, yeah, it was just it wasn't as uh, as much of a um, kind of a mental scramble, I guess, uh, trying to figure out what I'm doing day to day, where I need to be um, and all this stuff and trying to remember everybody's names that I just learned. So, um, yeah, it was a little bit easier on on the mind and uh, just felt a little bit more settled in and comfortable uh, going into camp this year. When you got back to Peterborough, did the did the pace seem slower because of the pace at the NHL level? Um, yeah, I mean, you know, the the jump to the NHL is a big step. Uh, you know, they always play play a really fast game. And, um, so, yeah, you know, it took a little bit of time to, to come back and adjust um, to the junior uh, junior speed. But, uh, you know, it doesn't take too long. Obviously, uh, junior hockey is, uh, you know, really high paced, really intense. And, and uh, you know, guys are trying to work their way to the NHL. So, um, you know, it takes uh, it takes maybe a game or two, but uh, eventually I got settled in and, uh, you know, got back to, um, you know, my timing and everything here at uh, in Peterborough. And and what was the message from uh, from Marty St. Louis and and uh, the rest of the staff there on, on what they want you to work on this year to, to be able to make the team next year? Um, yeah, they just kind of said, just go be yourself. Uh, don't try and be anybody else. Uh, you know, points will come. Just play your 200-foot game and um, you know, really try and develop, uh, you know, you're still young, take this, take this year and, uh, really try and squeeze the most out of it and, uh, and get as much as you can from it. So, um, yeah, they wanted to me, wanted me to come back and have another successful year here and, and, uh, really just develop and prepare as much as I can for, for the next level. 
how important is it for you to be such a versatile forward though? You can, you can play in the top six, you can go down and play in the bottom six if you want. Obviously that's going to help your chances of making it to the next level a little bit quicker than say, if you were strictly a top six guy. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's really hard to make that jump, um, you know, to the NHL level right into the top six, you know, it takes, uh, you know, an immense amount of skill and it's, um, it's pretty rare for players to have. So just kind of trying to be a Swiss army knife and um, trying to be useful to a coach almost uh, wherever they put you is, uh, is super valuable and, uh, and can really open a lot of doors for you down the road. I'm going to go out on a limb and assume that your family wasn't or weren't Montreal fans growing up or as you were growing up, um, have they changed allegiances or are they holding on until you're there full time? Yeah. Uh, my family uh, just, being an hour away from Toronto was we're pretty big Leafs fans um but yeah it didn't take long you know with the draft being in Montreal and everything and obviously me being picked by Montreal for uh you know my dad and my brother who were you know diehard Leafs fans at the time to you know to switch uh switch their allegiance so um yeah I remember getting a picture of them and they uh they got like a, a Habs uh, lapel pin on their um on their suits by the end of the day and you know that was a pretty special moment for me to to see that they'd just be able to kind of um switch over to a to such well to a rival team uh you know just uh all because i got drafted to uh, to montreal there so um yeah that was a special day and you know um you know it's a great feeling that uh, that my family's all on board as well yeah, that's awesome uh world juniors last year you went from probably one of the ultimate loads and being cut from the team to being the injury replacement for doc and then winning a gold medal. What was that whirlwind experience? Like, you know, we're almost a year out from that now. So what, looking back on it now, how did that experience help you? And and just what was it like overall? Yeah. You know, it's uh, obviously it was a, a pretty, pretty low time, I guess, after being cut, but uh, you know, I talked about it earlier, just um, a, a pretty big key in, in life and in hockey is not getting too low and not getting too high. And um, so, yeah, I just kind of, tried to maintain status quo as I was, uh, you know, at home and, and, um, just still playing, uh, still playing for Mississauga there. Um, and just trying to, um, you know, just keep going as if, uh, as if nothing changed, nothing happened kind of thing. So, uh, but when I got the call, obviously that was, uh, uh, such a surprise, you know, and, and obviously a huge honor to go represent my country. And, um, like I said, I just wanted to, to stay ready and, um, be able to kind of jump into, uh, you know, into such an intense tournament like that, uh, right in the middle of it, right in, right in the metal round. Uh, so yeah, it was, uh, it was tough, but, uh, you know, like I said, just trying not to get too high and too low and always just being prepared is, uh, is so important. And that helped me out so much to, uh, uh, to try and help Canada, uh, win gold. This year, the tournaments in Sweden, strong possibility that, uh, uh you'll be the only returning player um, I'm going out on the uh, the assumption that you will be on the team this year. Um, for you, how nice would it be if you're on the team? We'll play nice with you here uh, to take on a, a bit more of a leadership role this year. Yeah, you know, it's um, obviously it's a super tough tournament um, for uh, anybody to uh, jump into. You know, obviously, uh, even when I uh, when I came in late there, it's, uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that, uh, that helped me out, uh, try and get settled really quickly because, uh, it's a lot of pressure, um, especially being on home soil and everything and, uh, trying to win gold with, uh, with such a talented team. So, um, yeah, you know, uh, with not many, uh, possible returning players this year, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, big to make sure everybody's, uh, 
uh, you know, settled and, and got the nerves out of the way and everything is ready to go by, uh, by the time the tournament starts. So, um, yeah, you know, if I'm, if I'm there, then, uh, you know, that's kind of something I can try and help, help the guys with, uh, you know, if they have any questions or anything and just make sure everybody's ready to go, uh, come boxing day. I was talking to uh, Ryan Kennedy from the hockey news about this a couple of weeks ago. And, and I asked him if he thought that going to Sweden would, would help the team this year, get away from the noise in Canada because there aren't as many returning players. Um, do you think it, you know, the travel and, and being forced to, you know, bond a little bit more, uh, do you think that will be a benefit to you guys? Cause Canada typically has struggled a little bit uh, going overseas. Um, yeah. You know, I think, uh, I, I think it kind of, you know, it takes a bit of a weight off everybody's shoulders. You know, obviously uh, there will be Canadian fans over in Sweden and obviously it's going to be very televised and uh, over in Canada here, but um, yeah, you know, just kind of getting everybody together and, you know, away from some of the noise and uh, really bonding as a group will uh, should help us, you know, become really close and be able to lean on each other, uh, you know, in critical moments in, in the tournament. So um, yeah, you know, I think, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you know, usually uh, Canada's, you know, obviously a, a great team in, in those tournaments. So um, just looking forward to, to see how, how it goes there. Keeping tabs on your uh, former world junior teammate, Connor Bedard, and what he's up to in Chicago? Uh, yeah, you know, you, you see a lot, of, a lot of it in the media there. So uh, it's hard not to. Um, you know, he's having a, he's having a great year and obviously there's no surprise that, uh, that he's doing what he's doing. Cause, um, just, you know, seeing, seeing him at the world juniors, it's, uh, like I said, it's no surprise that, uh, he's able to keep it going and, and do it at the NHL level. And how often are you checking to see what your old team, uh, Mississauga is up to and, and see what your old, uh, uh, what James Richmond's been putting together over there? Yeah. Uh, I check it pretty often. Uh, you know, I'm still pretty close to JR, um, you know, we had we had a great re relationship when I was uh, in Mississauga, and um, obviously they've got uh, a pretty exciting future to look ahead to. So, um, yeah, I'm always always checking uh, how they're doing. They had a great start to the season, and um, you know they're right there and in, uh, in second place in the conference uh, behind us, I believe. So, uh, going into this weekend and getting to play them should be a big matchup for us. Yeah. So you got uh, Windsor on Thursday, Mississauga on Friday, the rare Saturday Sunday off before a Monday game. What do you guys have to do in, in the two games um, before the weekend to, uh, you know, to keep this four game winning streak going? Yeah. You know, we really need to, uh, to stick to our, um, our strengths and our structure, you know, that's, that's, what's been working for us. You know, we can't go in uh, now that we're, you know, a ranked team in the CHL top 10 and uh, you know, and, and uh, doing well in the power rankings and in the standings here in the OHL uh, you know, we can't let that get to our heads. Uh you know, nothing changes, you know, we still got to go in uh, with that underdog mentality and fight that we always have. That's, you know, just the way we play. And, um, you know, if, uh, if we get away from that, uh, it won't, uh, it won't be too easy to claw back uh, into the weekend with, uh, with more wins. So um, yeah, we need to, you know, maintain uh, what we've been, what we've been doing and uh, you know, I'm sure things will work out for us. Awesome. Oh, and thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. Good luck at the world juniors and the rest of the season. Great. Thank you very much. Last season, Cohen Zemer and the Prince George Cougars made it to the second round of the WHL playoffs for the first time since 07. So expectations this season are even higher for Mark Lamb's club. After yet another impressive week, the Cougars are the second ranked team in the CHL top 10 for a third straight week. The Kings prospect talks to us about this being the best team that he's played on in the WHL, the scoring depth the Cougars have this season, 
what it's like playing alongside running mate Riley Height and signing his ELC last week. He also tells us what he likes to do in PG on his day offs during the season. Here's Cohen Zemer. All right, my next guest today is the WHL Player of the Week after scoring four goals and nine points in just four games. He's from the second-ranked team in the CHL Top 10. It's LA Kings prospect Cohen Zemer from the Prince George Cougars. Cohen, how are you doing today? Good, good. Um, you know, third week in a row at number two in the CHL Top 10. You guys have been in the top five for five weeks now. The team seems to be able to score at will. You know, most wins in the WHL. How are you guys feeling in PG? Yeah, you know, you look at look at our roster and our record this year, and uh, obviously we're we're having a pretty good start to the year. But uh, I think there's a lot of things, little things that we can improve on as well, and, and make ourselves a better team uh, going forward here. Well, and and you look at the schedule, and and you guys will have a game where you where you fill the net, but then it seems like there's a bit of a letdown in the next game um, where where defensively you guys end up giving up a lot more. What do you guys have to do to kind of combat that so they don't happen as frequently? Yeah, I think uh, one of the things we've talked about as a team is is, is being consistent through through all our games and uh, throughout the whole game. So uh, I think uh, the second game back-to-back, we're usually a little sluggish off the start, but uh, we got a good enough team that we can, can prepare ourselves for uh, being down going into the third period and be able to come back and, and make a comeback. Well, like I said, um, you know, your player of the week in the WHL this week, Zach Funk was player of the week at the start of the season. You know, how much is, a, is, is it a luxury for you guys to have the scoring depth that you have? You know, you look at the WHL scoring right now, Funk's got 38 points and he's sitting second. Riley Heights right behind him with 36 points in third. And, you know, Becker's fifth with 35, Parasek at 34. You know, you're, you've got 28 points. You've played fewer games, so we'll let you catch up in a little bit, but – like how much of a luxury is that for you guys? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, uh, throughout my career, we've never really had scoring depth like we do this year. So uh, we've got a special team this year. Uh, we've got a lot of guys who can put up some put up some numbers this year. But uh, I think uh, for the team game, it's we got a lot of role pieces as well. Like our, our fourth line, a bunch of young guys. Uh, they play. They don't get many points, but uh, they play a role in the fourth line that uh, they bring it every night. And for somebody that's been around as long as you have now. Do you, do you tell them, hey, don't worry about it. Like your time's going to come. The points are going to come. Yeah, I think uh, they, they know it too. They know their role. They know their skill players, but uh, they accepted their roles and uh, they're doing a very good job of it. So they, they, they'll have a long career here. And how much of a, a revelation has Tarek Parasak been for, for not only the team, but maybe just from your eyes? Like I know you played four games with him last year. Would you have ever expected that after 22 games this year, he'd have 21 goals? Yeah, it's crazy what he's doing this year. I think uh, looking at last year, playing with him a little bit, he 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 was already uh, adapted to the league. You know, he knew what to play like, and uh, it's pretty special what he's doing this year. And uh, he just has a nose for the net, and he's he's able to put the pucks in the net whenever he wants. Well, he's draft eligible this year, so maybe tell the people you know who don't see a lot of the WHL what kind of a player Tarek is. Yeah, he's he's a complete goal scorer, but uh, I think uh, his his playmaking is offensive. Uh, mindset's pretty good as well, but uh, he sees the ice very well and uh, he, he can make some plays. And then, you know, it's not just the fours that are putting up points on the back end. You've got Hudson Thornton, who's, who's matching his pace from last year. And, and you've got K-Mets that's, uh, you know, he's already passed his or matched his goal totals from last year. So like how, you know, scoring coming from all over the place. 
yeah, our, our depth through, through both our back end and in the front there is very good. And uh, we're a team that can score a lot of goals. And uh, I think one of the, our downsides is uh, we can defend a little bit better. Uh, we've got good goalies in the back end that, that obviously help us out back there, but uh, we can help them out a little bit more, but yeah, our, our whole team can, can score goals. It's uh, it's pretty special this year. Well, we'll touch on the goalies in a minute, but first, obviously, your line mate, who whom you've been playing with for a long time now, Riley Height. The chemistry is undeniable. I, it feels like there's a highlight reel play almost every single game between you guys. Um, first, how much fun is it to keep playing with Riley and and seeing you guys evolve together? Yeah, I've been playing with him for three and a half, four years now, and uh, he's a pretty special player to play with. He's he's very easy to play with, and. Uh, just the chemistry we've built over the last couple of years. And uh, we, we know where each other is going to be on the ice all the time. So it's just a matter of getting the puck to him. All right. I'm going to do a quick quiz on you. You've got nine goals this year. How many has Riley assisted on? Oh, I'm going to go with uh, seven. Oh, that's close. It was six. Thanks. And so, so Heights got 11 goals. You weren't there for the first four. So of the seven goals that you've been there, how many have you assisted on? Uh, let's go five. Hey, yeah, you nailed that one. <laughs> how okay. much? Uh, how much do you guys push each other? I, not just you and Riley, but everybody on that team now, like just to challenge each other, either in practice or in games, to keep improving and and keep becoming better players. Yeah, I think uh, we all have the same same uh, want to have the same outcome. We all want to be. Uh, pro hockey players so uh, we we push each other to be as best as we can be every day between practice and games and uh, the little things outside of the rink even we're all all very competitive so uh, yeah we've got a good group of guys on and off the ice and how much easier is it just to get along with everybody when you're winning and putting up points like this yeah for sure it's it's, it's really different I mean this is the 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 best team in the WHL that I've been on uh, it's just a different vibe in the room all the time you know uh, even with like the staff and everything, like uh, just the the vibe that goes out there when we're winning is 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 pretty nice. Um, you mentioned the goalies, and I said we get to them. So Ty Young, Canucks prospect, and then you've got the young Josh Ravensbergen. Did I say that right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he doesn't turn seventeen until next week, who, and he's putting some sparkling numbers in his first ten games in the WHL. You know, so you've got some you've got some experience and young. You got the youth and Ravensbergen. Um, how nice is it just to have those two guys, you know, if, if you're going to give up chances for the majority of the time, they're going to, they're going to pick it up for you. Yeah. Like you said, they're, they're pretty special goalies. And uh, obviously Ravensburg coming into the league, he was tough. Can't get much better than a start in the WHL career than he's had this year, obviously four shutouts and, and seven or eight starts is uh, pretty crazy, but uh, he has a guy like young to uh, starter there that teaches him a lot. And, uh, he's been through through the league for a couple of years here. So uh, those guys in practice, they're, they're always giving it their all. And uh, they're pretty hard to score on in practice even. And then in practice, how much does that make you guys better scorers when, when you got the goalies that are, are stopping you and trying to stop you? And, you know, everybody's just improving because you're all trying to beat each other. Yeah, like you said, we're all trying to beat each other. And uh, we're all pretty competitive. There's a lot of scoring competitions going on between goalies and players in practice. So uh, we like to have some fun with it as well. Special teams, obviously, with a special group of forwards that you guys have, you'd expect you'd be at the top. Um, I'm going to go on a limb and assume that you don't know, but uh, you guys are tops in the entire CHL 
right now with 31.2%. Do you guys roll with the same plan? Do you adjust for certain teams? Um, you know, how do you guys set up the special teams to keep it fresh so that you can keep producing on the power play? Yeah, believe it or not, we've been been in a little bit of a slump lately. Uh, we've been changing up the power play quite a bit. Uh, we've had a lot of changes throughout the last uh, three weeks or so, but uh, I think it's obviously it's pretty easy to put a power play together when you got uh, the guys that we do. I think everyone on our team can play on the power play, but uh, it's just not possible for having everyone to play it. So uh, you go changing it up. You always never know what's going to happen, so you always got to be ready for for what's going to happen. When uh, when you guys are in the game and and power play struggling a little bit, does does you know Coach Mark look at the up and down the lineup and be like, well, I think this guy's going tonight, so he's going to get a shot on the power play, even if he hasn't been practicing on it as much. Yeah, like uh, we we do a little bit of power play practice. Everyone gets their touches in, and uh, it's pretty much whoever's playing the good that night, they're they're going to get their chance. So uh, it matters how you're playing every night. I talked to uh, Owen Beck earlier. And he was saying how comfortable Peterborough is this year um, getting games to extra time and, and playing in the in, in overtime or, or in a shootout. So they've done that nine times already this year. So I wanted to check to see where you guys were at because you haven't lost in extra time. Well, you've only been to extra time twice. So you won in an overtime once and won in a shootout. How important is it for you guys to close out games in regulation and not give the, the other team a chance at the extra point? Yeah, our goal is to win win before extra time. I think uh, we've done a pretty good job of uh, staying in the close games and, and keeping our leads when we're we're having that opportunity. But uh, I think we're we're a comfortable team and skilled enough to be in the shootouts in the in the overtime. So uh, it's just uh, we're all trying to win the game. So it, it's just trying to get it done as fast as possible. How often do you guys do shootout practices or three on three overtime practices? Because I was talking to I, I bring this up because I was talking to. Um, Martin Dagenet, who's head coach of uh, Rouen, Miranda, and they struggled off the start of the year. Their first four games all went into extra time, but they hadn't practiced it at all at that point. They've been better lately, so I'm just kind of curious what, what you guys are like. Yeah, we do a shootout every probably once every two weeks. We do a, a full team shootout. Everyone shoots twice. And three-on-three, uh, three, we've worked a little bit on uh, just some scrimmage practice between four-on-four, three-on-three, five-on-five practices like that. Uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've done a couple of them. So yeah, we're we're pretty comfortable with with what we have. If you're uh, if you're right in the lineup for the shootout, who are your shooters on your team? Uh, I got to go with myself shooting first, and then probably probably Becker and Height. Yeah, I just uh, from things that you've seen throughout uh, in the WHL in practice. Do you have a go-to move that you like? Yeah, I do, have a go -to, I do have a go-to move. I don't think I can tell you what it is, though. No, no that's fair. And if if do you have a like, do you prefer to go first, or would you, you know, like, does it really matter in the shootout for for you where you would slot in? Yeah, no, I could, uh, I can. It doesn't bother me where I go. I like, I could go for first or tenth. I could care less where I go. I want to talk a little bit about your your coach, GM Mark Lamb. Um, Every time I look at the, you know, every week when I'm looking at the scores and stuff of your games, it just makes me think that he's got you playing like the Oilers teams that he played on in the late eighties and early nineties. Um, what type of coach is, is Mark? How, how is he to play for? Yeah, he's good to play for. He, he, he runs the lineup pretty well. Uh, he gives everyone opportunity and uh, you got to be ready for the opportunity as well. So 
uh, he gives he gives everyone a chance to play and show what they've they've done for. And uh, when the times are tight, he he shortens the bench up. And uh, yeah, he's he's a good coach all around. And then uh, obviously the GM side of it, he's done a pretty good job of putting our team together this year. Yeah, I'd say so. You know, he earned everything he got in the NHL. He he won a Stanley Cup with the Oilers. Um, does he ever talk about you know those Oilers teams or any of those guys that he played with um, in those in the, like during his career? Yeah, he talks a little bit about it. One of the the cool things that uh, I talked to him about was he's a collector of sticks. So he has a bunch of Gretzky and uh, Messier sticks and some other some other cool sticks. So that's uh, pretty cool. He showed us his collection one time, and it's pretty cool what he's got. Is that something that you think that you might get into, or have you started you know doing any stick collecting? I probably should. I probably should get into that. It's it's pretty cool to uh, for him, especially having guys like Gretzky and, and Messier. Like I said, that's that's pretty cool and they're they're obviously worth a lot of money as well so pretty cool to have do you guys ever pull up any uh clips of him and on youtube or anything like that and just see what he was no what he i haven't like? i haven't seen any clips of, of lammer <laughs> ripping around out there um you know heading into you guys had a successful year last year um what were what were your goals heading into the off season kind of what areas were you looking to make gains in over the off season uh, for myself? Yeah, just yourself. Yeah, so uh, I knew my skating was one of my uh, biggest letdowns uh, last year. So uh, I spent a lot of time working on that in the summer and uh, spent a lot of time with power skaters and uh, some off-ice stuff for for, for my conditioning and uh, my stride. So yeah, I've been working on that a lot. And how do you feel that's come since, you know, what, 18 games into the year for you? Yeah, I feel like it's made a, a big improvement from last year. I think uh, – I'm skating a lot better and just feel feel quicker on the ice. Is it just a matter of, you know, once once you get out with the coaches, just get more more and more reps throughout the summer and and get the feel for however whatever the tweak is? Yeah, for sure. I think uh one of my biggest things was my stride and just getting a longer stride. So, uh we kind of perfected that throughout the summer. The CHL season's a grind, right? Like everybody knows that, you know, you, what have you learned over your almost 200 career games um, that has helped you maintain such a high level play all season long. Like you, you know, you, you, you very rarely miss a game. You've played the last two full seasons. So how have you been able to stay healthy and, and just like the mental preparation that you do? Yeah, I think uh, a lot of it goes to our trainers in the last couple of years. We've had uh, two different trainers, but uh, we do a lot of yoga after practice and stuff like that. And uh, just to keep our, our legs into it and uh, prevent our injuries. So, uh, we do a lot of a lot of that after practice and stuff, so uh, it just keeps you loose and always ready to go. Do you ever pull any of the younger guys aside and say, "Hey, listen, I've been doing this for a while now. Like, make sure that you're doing this stuff so you guys stay healthy and are ready to go all the time." Yeah, we've got a good a good group of uh, guys mixed with older guys and younger guys here. Uh, the older guys kind of kind of lead the younger guys, and and the younger guys kind of follow. So. Uh, they're a good good group of young guys to have because they they're always uh, following the older guys. And when you first came into the league, who were a couple of the guys that helped you come along and kind of show you the ropes? Yeah, when I was uh, my 17 year, the first real year we played, uh, like Johnny Hooker, Connor Bowie, those were the guys that were were older in the league, and uh, they've been through it all. So he's kind of kind of look up to them and, and follow what they do. Well, last week. Obviously, a huge week for for you personally. 
um, you know, you, you sign your, your NHL contract, your entry level deal with the LA Kings. Uh, what was that moment like for you? Yeah, it was pretty surreal. It was pretty cool. Cause uh, my dad was actually up for the weekend. We played a couple games at home. So, uh, he was up for the weekend and, and to go through that with him, I got a call from my agent, uh, letting me know that they wanted to have a deal done. And I was pretty pumped to, to be able to sign that the next day. Did you know that it was like before that call, did you know that it was coming or, or was it kind of out of the blue? Yeah, it was kind of out of the blue. I kind of, I seen a call if I missed a call from my agent and, and called him back a couple of minutes later. And uh, he told me the news and I was pretty excited. And then obviously even more exciting, like you said, to have your dad there, uh, have a little celebration afterwards. Uh, not too much of celebration. We went out for lunch after, uh, we had a game later that day. So it was kind of, kind of keep focused for the game, but kind of hard when you got news like that coming. And what's the, what's the plan for the first thing, or, or maybe you've already done it, but first thing to buy with the signing bonus. Yeah, I haven't uh, really thought of what I'm going to buy. Probably something for fishing or hunting would be my first thing to buy. Uh, well, since you you brought that up, you guys are you guys are on the the Fraser River. Do you ever get out and get to do any fishing? Uh, I do a bunch of fishing around the lakes around here. There's some some lakes when it freezes up that are uh, some pretty good hot spots. Yeah, so you get you like you you find time to go out and do some ice fishing throughout the season. Yeah, if we get a day off or something or or we end practice a little bit early and have the rest of the day off, I'll get out and uh, spend some time on the lake. Any of the other boys go out with you? Uh, There's a junior A team here that uh, I have a good buddy that comes with me. Nobody else wants to brave the the cold? No, no no one's brave enough to get on the frozen water. Um, Back to to earlier this summer, you know, you're down in Nashville. Um, Just what was it like when you know, being at the draft and, and hearing LA call your name. Yeah, I was uh, pretty excited. I think uh, I have all my family there and I had some auntie and uncles there. And uh, we spent, uh, we went down a couple of days early to, to get the whole experience in Nashville, but uh, to finally hear my name called by LA, uh, it was pretty special. I think it was one of the number one spots that I wanted to be. Uh, I talked to them lots throughout the year. So uh, it was pretty cool being picked by them. It's a little, little bit bigger of a city than Marathorpe. Yeah, <laughs> it was hot that week too down in uh, Nashville, wasn't it? Oh, it was ridiculous. I think it was plus <laughs> plus thirty six or something every day. Uh, how much how much digging had you done on LA's roster and and their depth, like the the prospects, or how much did you do as soon as like that night or or the next morning after it happened? Yeah, I think the next morning I did a little bit of a little bit of research, just looking at uh, other prospects that they had. I don't think there was a better spot that I could have went for prospect wise there. Uh, they've obviously got a good team now this year and they're, they're doing unreal this year. So it's a, it's a good place to be. And and they're certainly, they've certainly got a lot of young guys um, and some, some other high end guys coming up. Were there, were there other guys that you were familiar with when you got to camp? Uh, yeah. Sean Chagall with, with Calgary there. He's from around the same area I did growing up. So I knew him a little bit, but that a little bit, but uh, really no one else that I, I knew. And was there anybody in particular, either on the roster or prospects that really impressed you? And on the other side of it, was there, there anybody that when you walked in um, and you were just kind of, you caught yourself being a little bit awestruck or, or fanboy a little bit? Yeah, obviously the guy, all the guys on the roster, you kind of get starstruck seeing them. Growing up watching them like uh, Kopitar and Doty and guys like that, 
uh, it's pretty cool. But other prospects like that, uh, Alex uh, Laferriere there, he made the roster this year. Uh, me and him still keep in touch and and talk still. And uh, just cool how he he signed his contract last year and he's he's making the team this year. It's pretty cool. How much fun is it just to, now that you've got a team, you know, you're signed, you can keep tabs on the team, you can keep tabs on the Ontario Reign and, and see other guys that you're going to be playing with in a few years. Yeah, it's pretty cool, especially being able to just turn on the TV and and, and flip channels and uh, you're watching them play every other night. And it's uh, when they're winning, it's pretty cool to watch. And uh, just saying, you know, those guys and then you've been around in the room with those guys is pretty cool. When you came into the WHL, you were a high pick. Um, how did you deal with the pressure of being, you know, a high pick coming into the WHL to a small community in, in Prince George? Yeah, I think uh, it, it, there's a lot of talk about Prince George and uh, how it's not a place you want to be and stuff like that going to my draft year. And uh, I kind of, kind of knew that I was coming here. And uh, since I've been here, it's been, it's been the best thing that I think happened to be in my career. And uh, I think it's other than the travel, it's, it's a pretty good place to be. Well, it it is one of those smaller communities. You know, I think the population is what around eighty five thousand. Yeah. So, in those communities, at least I've found across the CHL, they really rally around their team. There's not a whole lot else going on. Um, how much more fun is it to play in front of a passionate fan base like that? Yeah, I think this year it's been it's been different for sure. We've had uh, support every night. I think we're pushing three thousand every night, which is ha- hasn't happened in my career. Uh, but going and playing in front of them every night and how loud they get. And uh, it's pretty cool having the support of the city behind your back. Well, last year, you guys, uh, you know, you, obviously you made it to the second round, losing to the eventual champions in Seattle. And it, But that was the first time since 2007 that PG had made it to the second round. And that was they, they lost to uh, Lucic's Vancouver Giants that year. So it had obviously been a long time. So you, you could understand why some fans might be skeptical. But now that they're – they're seeing that you guys are the real deal. How do you guys embrace the challenge of higher expectations from the fans this year? Yeah, I think uh, we, w- we want to win for them. We want them to keep coming back every game. So uh, that's that's what we like to do. We like to win for our fans here. Uh, we like to bring a good game every night. And and for you guys as a team, w- what kind of takeaways do you have from that, from that playoff run last year? You know, obviously – that that Seattle team was a stacked team. They were an older team. You guys were a little bit younger, but now this year you guys look more like that stacked team who's a little bit older, a little bit more experienced. So how do you use that experience to take it another step or two steps this year? Yeah, I think just being a year older and having having our older guys have the experience and uh, the young guys coming in and, and they're following what we're doing, like they said before. And, uh, I think uh, just the mix of guys we got on our team this year, just being a year older, I think we got a really good chance of uh, making a long push in playoffs. Obviously, Mark's not afraid to make some moves if if moves are necessary to to help the team. Has he talked to you guys about like, hey, you know, put me in a spot to make me make a move for you guys? Has he said anything like that to you guys this year? Uh, no, he hasn't said anything like that, but I think we all know that uh, that stuff has to happen. It's a, it's a business and uh, trades are going to be made. So uh, I think we just got to play our best all the time and, and put him in a position to make moves for us. For you, uh, uh, you know, it's a, a couple of weeks and you got a big day coming up, uh, turning 19 in a couple of weeks, I believe. Um, you know, 
obviously you've got you've got games that day but uh family coming in at all you got any plans for the day off or day you know before or after that day i guess it'd be more after that day yeah i'm not sure what's what's happening I'm, i would guess my parents are coming up for that weekend i think we play tuesday wednesday at home there and uh, i think our my birthday is actually teddy bear toss so uh, hopefully a sold out crowd that night for at home, but, uh, yeah, it's exciting. 19 is a uh, year older, finally legal in, in, in BC here. You tell the guys on that day, Hey, it's your birthday. They better just be feeding you all night. Yeah, exactly. The teddy bear, that teddy bear goal has got to be yours. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, you guys play Lethbridge tomorrow. Then you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off before a back to back with Everett on, uh, on Monday, Tuesday. Um, I'll get to what you guys have to do in those games in a second, but what do you guys do with three days off over the weekend? Yeah, I think, well, I think we got skates over the weekend, so we'll, we'll be on the ice all weekend and just preparing for, for the games on, uh, Tuesday, Wednesday here coming up. But, uh, I think, uh, usually on the weekends when we skate, it's a little bit shorter day. He tries to get us, uh, the, the rest of the day off to, to relax. And do, do you guys get together as a team or? And, and hang out uh you got uh any odrs going out there yet no we don't even have snow here actually yet yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy it's uh end of november usually there's a foot of snow here and minus 20 but it's been in the in the pluses all year so it's been nice here so what what do you have to do against lethbridge tomorrow and then what do you have to do against everett just to to keep the the hot start to the season going yeah i think we just got to play our game we know we know lethbridge is a big big heavy strong team and uh, they play a good defensive game, so it'll be a good test for us there. Uh, then Everett's uh, obviously a conference conference rival we have here, so uh, it's always good games against them, and and just bring them the same game, same game every night for us. What's it like having uh, Wenatchee in the conference this year? Not uh, you know just another team, another high octane team to to have to battle against. Yeah, I think we play them in their barn three times this year, which is uh, we usually play teams twice only, but. Uh, so they they're giving us an extra road trip down there, which kind of sucks. But uh, yeah, they're they're a good team. We played them twice this year already. I think we split the weekend, but uh, they've got some high end talent, obviously. And uh, yeah, they're they're a very good team this year. Awesome, Cole. Thank you very much for this. Good luck the rest of the season, and hopefully a deep and long playoff run for you guys. Perfect. Thank you very much. That's it for another episode of the CHL Top 10 Show. Thanks for listening, watching, and make sure you like and subscribe as we continue to chat with some of the biggest and brightest names across the Canadian Hockey League.